1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for another blockbuster weekend of league action. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has no player tiredness concerns despite making only one sub in two games. Ange Postacoglu is confident his side's fitness is ready to peak for the title running. And FIFA confirms Ukraine have requested the postponement of the World Cup playoff against Scotland. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. Celtic and Rangers have nine lives left and they start to use them up this weekend. If there are many more twists and turns in this title race, the Celtic and Rangers fans are going to get travel sick. And meanwhile, both sets of fans have groups who have fallen out with their clubs at the same time. A feisty weekend in prospect then as Rangers take on 10th placed Aberdeen. That's 10th placed Aberdeen And then Celtic Go to the ground Where they can't win The last five visits To Livingston Three draws Two defeats That's not Tony Macaroni That's past a joke Oh no okay. Past a joke Kenny Did you get that Come oh, on It's four and a half minutes Past six oh, And I think we need goodness. To pull the plug I don't know how we recover Can From we that. that No I feel like I Possibly could like. actually uh, Anyway I I, I, I'm speechless Past he's been, a joke he's been, Yeah I got it the first time yeah. uh, He's been working on that all afternoon all To be fair yeah. So I'm scribbling away when Love I came that. in I'll tell you what I think we'll declare it tomorrow afternoon Business end of the season I don't know when it officially starts I keep saying that It's one of these <laughs> things that just creeps up on you It's got to be now surely With that amount of games left Oh of course it is And you know the way the league's kind of Playing itself out I just can't see there being even towards the end that there been too many kind of dead rubber games. You know, there's relegation fights. There's obviously at the moment there's push for the top six. There's then so much a fight for fourth to tenth. Who can get that? Probably fourth spot. I mean, that's me assuming that Hearts, like the wheels don't fall off and, and, the, and they maintain third. And then you've got the league title. You know, the, the way it's going out, there's so much at stake. 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight. So let's do it. Pick up that phone. And let them know what is on your mind It's press conference day By and large ahead of the weekend Some interesting stuff to bring you Giovanni Van Bronckhurst uh, Respecting the fans' frustrations About this game in Australia But wants them to get behind the team This weekend Are you going to manage to do that Rangers fans? I assume so uh, Also address the point that many of you raised On the show last night About only one substitute being made in the last 180 plus minutes So we'll hear what he's got to say there Ange Postacoglu is manager of the month He's talking about Celtic Are going to be able to peak you know, And, and hit top form during the, the title running And I'll maybe even give you some stuff on VAR Later on in the show as well So pick up that phone And let the guys know what you've got 01419511025 You can almost sense the tension at this stage oh. Of the season Hugh Every game Whether it's a, a so-called Easy home game Look at what happened to Rangers you know, On Sunday against Motherwell And the Celtic you know, Clearly didn't get it Their own way At home to St Mirren So even those games Even the ones that are meant To be straightforward There's that That real tension Surely because of Where we are in the calendar And how close we're getting I thought Celtic and Rangers Were bang average On Wednesday night Against St Mirren And St Johnston Respectively uh, But we are now down to Single digits Nine games left for the pair of them That automatically cranks up the tension And they have to live with it Rangers playing an Aberdeen side Who is, I say, third bottom of the league It's all gone wrong And Celtic at a ground where they can't win 
So the, the, the tension is in the air, filling the air this weekend. Yeah, cracking fixture that one tomorrow. Celtic, of course, waiting till Sunday. But Rangers, Aberdeen, Rangers fans, they've had a, a decent record against you this season. What are you expecting tomorrow? Pick up that phone and let us know 01419511025 And we'll get your thoughts on this I'm sure A couple of interesting comments From Giovanni Van Bronker Says he respects fans' frustrations With the club's November tour of Australia But he says it is in the club's best interests He added the most important thing Is for supporters to get behind the team this weekend I think it's an opportunity for the club to go there To go uh, uh, To play for our uh, fans Who are based in Australia And, and of course the club uh, made a decision to go there and um, because they, they, they do everything in the, uh, the best interest of the club. So uh, for me, you know, I just have to respect that decision. And you, you see they weren't happy with the, with the friendly, obviously, with the, when you hear them on last Wednesday, but they also supported us. So in the end, you know, we have to be successful. Uh, I think they are uh, more than uh, uh, capable of supporting uh, still the team because we, you know, we want to be successful this season. I, I, I have no doubt that the supporters will will be full uh, behind us. Uh, so I think that that's all uh, that matters. Right. If only there was an ex Ranger striker out there who's recently played and, and or worked in Sydney and could give us an insight. Any ideas? What are you giving it? Is that a good idea? Maybe no striker midfield If we get Doran's on the phone If you want <laughs> <laughs> No listen I think it's a It's a long long way to go for a game You know that would be the first thing in my mind If I was if I was going to be part of it Obviously the The financial gain for both clubs Is, is, is why it, the game has been taken There is so many fans over there Absolutely Again we've talked on the show A, a couple of times about the, the old firm derby That I went to Just at the end of last season Sports sports bar in Sydney It was like it was Glasgow On really? a Saturday night You know it was wild You know it Must have been three, four hundred people there uh, Again Glaswegians There was even a couple of English guys With Rangers fans But there were so many Scottish people turned up Rangers fans turned up In that sports bar And at midnight I think the kickoff was at that time oh. Midnight on a Sunday night Or Monday morning If you want to call it that Into Monday morning So is, There's a lot of passionate fans there And you know As there is all over the world For both teams So uh, yeah There's no doubt There'll be a big turnout And those fans Who live that far away Will love to see their teams In the game For me again It is a long long way to go And if, I'm, but, if what I've been told Is right as well They could potentially be playing Two to three days here Before the first game Of the, of the tournament there Which Is no great turnaround In regards mm. to Obviously all the travel That's involved I've watched this whole thing unfold with a sense of bewilderment. For me, I think that Celtic and Rangers have a five-week window of opportunity during which the World Cup has been played in Qatar. Five weeks in which if they stayed at home, they would not earn. They have taken the opportunity to go and earn. I saw the banner at Ibrooks, uh, rather at McDermott Park midweek, uh, money over morals. Could someone tell me what is immoral about Rangers going to make a lot of money? I do understand that the whole topic of Ange Postacoglu's homecoming uh, has angered the Rangers fans. They don't want to be seen as some kind of support act to Celtic. However, Rangers could win the title and go to Australia as the reigning two-in-a-row champions uh, and say so much for Ange Postacoglu's homecoming. This is a marketing device. He's a born Greek but adopted Aussie. 
So you're trying to fill an 83,000 capacity stadium in Sydney And that's the marketing strategy Toys are out the pram all over the shop And there's a level of malevolence Attaching itself to Celtic and Rangers now That is disturbing to watch This is getting out of hand Two clubs are going to capitalise on their rivalry In a country where, as Kenny has told us There is a thirst for Celtic and Rangers I think the supporters are making too much of this And the clubs are right to go Let's see what Paul and Hamilton thinks, Paul Guys, how you doing? Good, thanks Um, I can see why they're doing it this year Because obviously you're going to have the break for the World Cup Mm -hmm. Fine, I can see that Right, I'm against it Because, I mean, there's, there's people been mentioning, you know, uh, maybe they should do this once a year and all this and go to different countries all over the world. I mean, I've never heard so much trouble in all my life about that. Now, for the point, I mean, what sort of size squads are they going to be taking out, right, first of all, because I mean, you're going to have players in international duties and all the rest of it. It's a one-off. I maybe, right, bite the bullet there. I mean, it's not going to, there's no points involved in it. It's just a pure friendly. But I just can't see... You know how what other people say, no, we should do this maybe once a year, maybe date one year in New York, date one year, I'm, I'm like, seriously, it's people. Who are these other people? I think, well, last night, I think you know, there was that thought process introduced on the phones, and I guess that might be you know, people just putting two and two together if this yeah, is the are. first step. No, but that, I think that's that's logical. If this is a success, you know, what the kind of globalisation of, of world sport it's a thing but this is what the Celtic and Rangers fans who are against it feel so passionately about it's alright saying yeah you know a couple of million quid that's easy for us but when you're in, emotionally invested in the thing you love about the rivalry is that it can't it can't be sold and that it's it's raw and original and it's, it's not like all those well, other rivalries that's what people feel has been kind of taken away from them well Claptrap for a start because there are plenty of big rivalries around the world but yeah but again that's the point of, of some of them we like to think rightly or wrongly that some of them are a bit soulless compared to this one. If Celtic and Rangers ever ventured the idea of going to Australia or anywhere else to play a league match, I would say wrong, very wrong, because you are then attacking the soul of the fixture. Mm. But this is, to the very best of anyone's knowledge, a one-off in a World Cup year that's extraordinary because it's been played in winter time because they have to go to Qatar. A five-week period where Celtic and Rangers will not earn any money at home and they are taking advantage of their Mm. rivalry and they're selling their rivalry for good money on a one-off basis. I feel like a week ago, if you had said all that, I I don't think anyone could argue and you see that 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 makes a... You make a strong case I just wonder though How important is A club's relationship With its fans then If you make a decision Any decision That leads to This many dissenting voices Have you got it wrong? I mean ultimately They are They are your They're your lifeblood So it's alright yeah. to th- Surely there becomes A tipping point Where you can't just say Listen We're right You're wrong Suck it up Deal I, with it I don't know For sure But I would imagine That both Celtic and Rangers Have signed contracts To mm-hmm. go to Australia, given the amount of money involved, yeah. they must have signed contracts. I'm not, su- no, I'm not suggesting that that even gets ripped up. I don't know what the practical solution is, but like I said, on the outside, I, I expect you to be fair, or Kenny, and even myself to to sort of focus on that commercial thing. But if there are so many members of your fan well, base and they're your lifeblood, can you be a bit more when when Celtic aware wanted of that? to appoint uh, a, a policeman as their new 
head of security, the Celtic fans, railed against the idea and it was dropped. However, I don't think that they're, and this is why I bring up the question of contracts, mm. I don't think they're in a position to backtrack and drop this because they then leave themselves open, I would imagine, to legal action because they must have signed a contract in order for everyone in Australia to understand that the game will be played in the Accor Stadium in Sydney and everything about it has started the the the, the selling, the merchandising of the, the fixture is underway. I don't think they can get out of it now. I do take your point and I've, I've said to you when Celtic wanted to appoint a, a policeman as their new head of security, he was unacceptable to the Celtic supporters and they forced a change of mind. But these are different legal mm. circumstances. You're not going anyway Too far for you You can cover oh, it from a, no. from, it's from a distance It's November I'll be too busy Celebrating my birthday in November That is true Actually you've got Birthday trip you, you still got contacts You get digs Put us up somewhere Maybe I Yeah Digs definitely Tickets Aye well All the sell 83,000 Who knows I think we'll be able to find a few uh, So Paul's against it What about Craig Who's a Rangers fan Oh how are we doing guys um, Listen personally I'm not Against it at all I think it's a fantastic opportunity and I think it's an opportunity that needs to be utilised better because I'm looking at it thinking the money that's coming to both Rangers and Celtic for this um, this trip, which is going to be more than you would get for winning the league over here, basically, which I think is a damning indictment in the state of the television deals in Scottish football. But I think, actually, why don't the clubs market it better and say, right, we'll go over and a portion of the money that we get, whether it's that, that Rangers and Celtic take half or whatever, will then we'll come back and we'll distribute some of that money across the league so that it's given a boost to everybody else. Craig, would that not make it even less popular amongst the Celtic and Rangers fans? I don't know. It might, but I just think it would be the right thing to do because we all want, and I think Celtic and Rangers fans could probably agree on one thing that Scottish football needs to be improved and the two clubs right now in the best position to do that would be Rangers and Celtic I don't see the problem with it in the first place I like, I I like, the, I like no. the, the, the the charitable yeah. thoughts that go through Craig's head I've just got the visions here of the fans who already don't want this yeah. so you go over you make your millions but then you, you give some of it to the other clubs yeah. I, like I say I love Craig's generosity it, it's, it's philanthropy gone wrong Celtic and Rangers are capitalising on their own popularity and the marketing will be done at the Australian end. It's not being done by Celtic and Rangers. They're turning up and with regard to the squads that they have and who will be away at the World Cup and who won't be away, it's green and white jerseys playing blue jerseys and that's what you're selling to the Australian and expatriate audience over there. So if they go... On the strength of their reputation and because of their rivalry, whatever they get, it's their money. Uh, Craig, I've seen lots of your fellow Rangers fans on Twitter making the point that in Australia, this has been marketed as you know Angie's homecoming and all the rest of it. And, and that feels a bit strange for Rangers fans to be tag, tagging along as part of that. What do you make of that side of the argument? Oh, look, I, to me, I, I don't really buy into that much. I'm sure it is some sort of homecoming fans, but actually I take a view that Rangers fans should look at this in a more positive light and think, well, that gives us a chance to kind of spoil his homecoming a wee bit because well, it's an old firm game. You know, it might be branded as a friendly, but 
you know, you're always going to want to beat your rivals. And of course, it's always going to, no matter in the circumstances it's played in, it's always going to hurt a wee bit if you do lose. So if, if we go over there and it's branded as his big homecoming and we kind of spoil the party by, you know, being able to go and beat Celtic, um, you know, because they'll both be not entirely second string teams, but probably close to it, then I think that always helps to sort of dampen the blow. But as I say, I don't buy into it as that anyway, because this is as much about generating cash for Rangers Football Club as it is anything else. The cash cost a couple of things aside. Okay, thank you, Craig. 01419511025. We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu. Uh, he's the manager of the month. We're also going to hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Now, in the last few nights, we've had lots of callers on saying Rangers have only made one substitution in 180 minutes. Find that a bit strange. The manager certainly doesn't. He's not concerned about players becoming overtired. And we'll let you hear his explanation next. So get your thoughts in right now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is here. Kenny Miller is alongside him, and they're both waiting to take your calls. 0141-951-1025. Uh, lots of stuff coming in about Sydney um, on Twitter. Uh, PR says November's a long time away. Never mind a long time in football. And Giorgio might not be there. In November Let's not get ahead of ourselves But I, I guess technically That would be At least At least the, the The good grace To make a joke about that you Hopefully know, the, it means it, I'm it, still it, in a joke Yeah yeah Because I'm, I'm all over The advertising <laughs> he said So uh, That's the way to look at it uh, Let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronckers Carrying on from something That was very much On the minds of callers Earlier this week He says he's not concerned About players becoming Overtired due to only Making one sub Across the last two games Says the only important thing is winning. Well, you know, it, it you know differs uh, which games you play. Of course, you know you have uh, substitutions. Um, looking for the game, how it's uh, you know how the game is is going. But um, I don't care about how many substitutions I make. I care about the three points. That was all only on my mind and um, on, on the game on um, on Wednesday. You know, of course, people will talk about uh, no substitutions or whatever, but. Uh, you know, it doesn't bother me. I just want to go out and get the three points and uh, take each game, um, each game by game. What's your take on that, David and Pollock? Well, my take on that is absolutely rubbish because that was a heavy part and you had to make substitutions on that part. Uh, that tells every single player that was on that bench to me that he doesn't have a great deal of faith in him. That's, that's the problem. Uh, to me, when he came... Gerard left them a team, I think it was eight points clear. Now, to me, if, I'm, I'm not a football manager all my life, or at a different level, but if, if nothing's broke, you don't need to fix anything. Just continue playing the way that the team had played. Now he changed all the tactics, and he's constantly dropping point after point after points. Losing to Celtic, drawing to Dundee United, drawing to Motherwell, and it, who was the other team? Drawing to Hearts, I think it was one each. He's taking the team backwards to me. And the other thing is, is Ross Wilson, where is the money for Patterson? £12 million plus £4 million ads odds. That's what he said to go at for Rangers. And I don't believe that in a minute. Why couldn't we pay the money for Suter? Or could we no bring in another centre-forward rather than three midfield players? Well, I mean, let's, there's a few things in there to, to cut through. Um 
all interesting stuff Kenny this subs business Does it matter? I mean it's it's different That's why people are noticing I don't think many teams Would make just one change Across 180 minutes Is that a valid Sort of observation from people Or are people making too much of it? Of course it's a valid observation Because it is so rare You know Particularly in these These three game weeks Particularly in the schedules That Rangers have been facing With the Europa League games Thrown in as well And then when they do have a They don't have a Europa League They've got a league fixture So it's a valid point I don't think you need to make change Again If it's no broke Don't fix it You know If within a game But In a pitch like Wednesday night Off the back of a real hard Couple of weeks In regards to the Dortmund games And the league games And the And the performance Have been good in the league games But there's been points dropped I can understand why fans are asking questions of, Well, wh- why are you not making a sub? Or subs? Because you have them, that's why you have a bench You know, that's why you have a squad of footballers That's why a manager who picks any team Will always say, no, no, I trust all the players implicitly And whoever I pick is capable of going and performing So it's a valid point, it absolutely is, uh, and Do, it is. Does it say anything about, you know, the sort of trust or, well, or Or is it just that within a game It just has this notion for at the moment That they just wanted to sort of keep it you know, as is and, and didn't want to rock the boat maybe I think in that particular game Yep, the pitch was heavy It wasn't a great game uh, By any manner he means And he just Maybe he just felt that Within how the game was going He just didn't feel Maybe a change could have been for the negative You know, if he put someone in And that's not saying anything about the players on the bench Because I'm looking at the bench now And you've got Sakala who's made impact and scored goals you've Possibly got, unlucky not to start actually Absolutely You've got two, you've got young players in Lauru and uh, King Who have shown they're going to be hopefully the future of the football club New signings, James Sands and Zukowski Kamar Roof who's scored I think it was at 11 goals in 26 games this year for Which is a decent return considering his minutes So I wouldn't say it's a trust issue Bonabaris it should cost a lot of a lot of money And has played so many games For Rangers since he came to the club So I wouldn't say it's a trust issue I just felt within that game I just Looking at it It wasn't going particularly well In regards to The game wasn't great They were in control Maybe he felt making a change He maybe lost a bit of that I control I think the, the, the greater concern And David raised the point The number of points That have been dropped Since the winter break ended uh, the draw against Motherwell I think uh, has left the Rangers supporters shell-shocked The 3-3 at Ross County uh, On the day when uh, Ahmad Diallo made his uh, debut And uh, you know There were high hopes of what he might be able to do uh, The going over from Celtic Which always concerns the Rangers supporters As it would concern the Celtic fans If it was the other way around I think the going on about the subs now uh, is a manifestation of what's gone before. Too many points have been dropped and there's a growing concern and now they're picking on the subs. But, you know, th- at the end of the day, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is paid to manage and he will stand or fall by decisions like not putting players on. But he'll stand or fall quicker on the points dropped. Uh, the picture improves tomorrow though David, I think the likes of Ryan Jack returns Even Aaron Ramsey Who I think people thought was, was going to miss this one as well um, Philippe Hollander So I mentioned Would you expect to see some of them feature? Well I hope so I hope, I hope Jack comes back anyway You know, but at, you know, at the end of the day He continually you know, To me he changes the team to regular And he's got too many injuries Within the setup. Now see the Balogun's injured or it's or it's Rupert injured, or the two centre backs where Harlander's injured. Now, we just have to. To me, to me, Rangers needed 
two things. They never needed any midfield players, whether it, whether it, whether it be Ramsey, who's not ticked the ball for us yet. Okay, Ramsey, you're a fantastic player, but he's no good when he's injured. Now, to me, this is a cover-up, big time, in the Rangers Football Club. And I've said it on social media regular. To me, to bring Ramsey in, to bring a young boy from Man U in, to bring Sands over to America, all own players, ask me again. Nobody's answering me. Where is it supposedly 12 point, 12 million, 12 million that Rangers go at uh, for Patterson no, at the AGM? Ross Wilson turned around and stated that Rangers did not need to sell players. I'm sure she'll back me up here, right? They did not need to sell players. And if they did, the money would go back into the team. They couldn't even afford 450000 for Suter. Well, it depends. But the the word afford can sort of be used in, in different ways. Yeah. You affo- afford or you know willing to pay. Those Correct. are sort of two different things. Correct. Um, you know that, and the, the Patterson money. Rangers had what I've had half a transfer window since that since that sale was my, made. My understanding is that uh, Hearts eventually came up with a figure uh, because they had injury concerns of their own. Yep. Uh, came up with a figure which Rangers thought. Which was well, higher than yeah, that figure Yeah Rangers thought Well th- th- Perhaps there's not value for money there uh, We will be getting him uh, For nothing in the summer uh, So they took a, a, a judgement call there uh, And Suter stayed at Tynecastle um, You know the, the money Rangers at times uh, It can be a complex issue That there may be Other things that Rangers have to pay the whole £12 million, pounds, I would imagine, was never earmarked specifically for player purchases. Yeah, if you're a, going back over old ground, but briefly, Kenny, player trading model, we've seen Celtic do it. If you get a £12 million sale, you don't go and then just spend it. Well, I think in the week's leading, or sorry, the week's chats that we had about the losses, you know, I would be surprised if that's not went to kind of take that down and, and fill that black hole a little bit. Again, when you make the statements about reinvesting the money into the squad, you need to be careful because then you have fancy, well, we never reinvested. Like you say, there's half a transfer window. Maybe you'll see that investment coming. January transfer window is tough. You know, every manager will say it's tough. You're getting players who are not playing, so why would you really want them? Or in the situation of John, so you have to maybe then pay a little bit more than what you would have wanted to pay. So, and again, when you get them for nothing four months' time, you know, it's, uh, I, can, I can sense the frustration, you know, what they signed, particularly, and again, I think it's more to do with what you said, that you're six, eight points ahead potentially when Steven Gerrard left, and now you're three points behind. That's the frustration. I think it was and six, the, wasn't it? Is it a nine? Point swing. I, I, it's been I, a nine point swing. Yeah. But was it? I think one is that the caller. One of the callers yeah. says that it was Stephen had left it with eight point gap. But anyway, there's been a since the turn of the, since the, the, the turn of the league. There's been a, a nine point turnover, and that's where the fans are really frustrated. They look at the signings. There's been loan signings. You look at Celtic signings that have came in and really impacted their team. It's no bite quite being the same as that Ibrox. So that's that's the frustration. And uh, yeah. The, the money you would like to think at some point maybe in the summer it will get invested back into the team Cracking fixture tomorrow though Hugh Aberdeen may be 10th they don't yep. tend to look like the 10th place team when they play Rangers and even although Celtic have got the victories this season those have been pretty close games as well they've they've really managed to raise their game for the, the big occasion this season Yeah again though they look bang average as well on Wednesday night mm. uh, That's what I'm saying that doesn't tend to 
impact them too much when they head into these big so-called yeah. big games. Yeah, um, you know, after the the Motherwell example of last weekend, uh, Rangers have to be very careful tomorrow. And Jim Goodwin knows uh, that the, the crowd will be easily frustrated because if it's not Sydney, Australia, it's substitutions, it's points previously dropped. So the atmosphere will get feisty tomorrow if Rangers do not start in a very positive way, and Jim Goodwin will know that. Uh, thank you to David It's 01419511025 on the phone So you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB uh, If you want to get your thoughts in Billy's a Rangers fan from East Kilbride What's on your mind Billy? Uh, hi panel, how are you doing? Good thanks, good uh, Listen I'd just like to say I, th- I think I'm going to defend Rangers a wee bit here uh, we, 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 we keep hearing about how bad we're playing etc etc After the winter break and all that Talking about the other side This is a team that won a title They get called early on their behalf This is a team that got a, a winter break Called in early So it suited them to get uh, Players fit and a transfer window Seen through and all that sort of stuff the, the, Rangers got a transfer window as well though didn't they? The, the, the SPFL And that have steadily kept The, the ship going there uh, And I'm 100% confident That Rangers will be fine through this I'm the, the ship going where? What, what do you mean, Billy? What's what do you mean? The, the ship going where? The ship going well, I said. Uh, for for what? What do you mean? The SPFL are trying to help Celtic win the league. I, I, I well, we called one in and then we called a winter break in. Right, what about the season in between then when Rangers romped it? Did they just fail to do it that season? Exactly. Oh, oh right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'll give you that. To be honest, no, I, but I listen. Uh, you know. Billy, you're just letting yourself down. It's claptrap from start to finish. Uh, you know, the Rangers won the league by 25 points last season. If the SPFL are doing all they can to help Celtic... You could have at least cut it to 12, do you yeah, know what I mean? I mean Make it know, a bit closer. Heads must roll. I mean, the 25-point gap. Uh, so, you know, Billy just dismisses everything in front of him. Rangers are not playing well at the moment. Celtic are not playing well at the moment. There are nine games left. Tension is rising. Uh, but we won't get anywhere if we discuss utter nonsense about the SPFL. And, and Billy, see to be fair to any Rangers fan like the previous one who phones in concerned about that nine-point swing. I might regret asking this. What on earth has the season been called in 2020 got to do with Rangers' nine-point swing going against them? How, how does that change what's happening at the moment? The fans are just phoning in and saying they're frustrated because you were ahead. And now you're behind But that's okay Because the league was called early Two years ago I don't follow how those two are linked I'm not expecting you to follow But what I'm saying is that The nine point swing is because There was a premature Call in for a winter break That there was no need to do But, but I mean 10 clubs wanted it though didn't they? Okay but with 10 clubs vote as well I don't know if they emailed in or whatever it was <laughs> Oh come on We're not back to the junk folder Kenny come on bring some bring some sense to this All, 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 all I'd ask Billy is that Do you really believe That Anything to do with windows being brought in Or, or the trans- sorry the, the break being brought early Was anything to do with their draws against Aberdeen Ross County, Dundee United and Motherwell because that's where the points have been And obviously forget the Celtic game But again those draws are the reason that Rangers are behind Billy? You know? Yep and what I would say there is Kenny And by the way You had a great career with Rangers What I would say is That there was a position there That Rangers would have went 10 points clear 
a team ran scared. <laughs> you oh, see, I, I find this insulting to my intelligence because the, the winter break was brought forward so that we might try a circuit breaker and we might get fans inside grounds. We had a limit of 500 fans inside the grounds, a limit imposed by the Scottish government. The window was brought forward in the hope that by the time it ended, we could get people inside grounds in the proper number. And that is what occurred. The decision to bring the winter break forward was an absolute success in terms of putting people back inside football grounds. Billy, you're so far off the mark with everything that you say. This is why you can't sleep at night, Billy. 01419511025. It's a good time to get your calls in. We'll speak to you next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. Michael's a Celtic fan who's been hanging on for quite some time. What are you thinking of your team at the moment, Michael? Uh, bang average, pal. Uh, good evening, Kenny, and good evening, Hugh. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Uh, basically, what it is is. Um, I think Rangers will, will, will win easily tomorrow against Aberdeen because Aberdeen are quite atrocious. Uh, Celtic have been playing bang average, as you would say, the last few weeks. Um, but I'm quite concerned and I think that Celtic will probably uh, drop points at, at Livingston again. But it's up to them to break, try and break down uh, Livy, you know what I mean? But uh, And my other point is, I'm no concerned about uh, Australia tour. You know, because at the end of the day, my concern is for Celtic to win this title. Yeah, we've got a lot to get through, you're right, before we get to November. This never goes well when you're quoting Hugh Keevans, Michael. I mean, bang oh, average. I, I get what you're saying. Look, these two set their, their standards high, the expectancy levels are there and so on. If you were to float your bang average suggestion to Ange Postacoglu, I'm sure he would point out that they're 23 games, three games domestically yeah, yeah. unbeaten. Uh, that, that, and Ange would be perfectly entitled to come back at me with that. However, I reserve the right to use the evidence of my own eyes. Celtic were bang average against Hibs and bang average against mm. St Mirren. Jota has dropped off. Abada's dropped off. Hatati's dropped off. Uh, Carter Vickers scored a, a very astute goal uh, on Wednesday night and the captain, Callum McGregor, finished it all off with a good strike as well. First half was torture. Uh and you know it, it, From being scintillating At one stage After the winter break Absolutely scintillating Celtic have now Turned every game into a bit of a struggle Is there a, an inevitability about that though Kenny I mean a, a, a Scintillating every game Throughout a league Can't season When teams are, are going to try and really you know, Sit back and make life tough for you It's not it's unheard Can't of isn't it? it It's impossible You cannot maintain And we say that Two, three, four weeks ago the, the levels at which Celtic came back After the break were, were incredible There is no way They were going to maintain Those level of games And again it's, The good thing about it for Celtic Is, is they've, no, they've not got beat You know they've dropped Two yep. points against Hibs That is it I mean that's been what Nine games since the, since the return They've dropped two points You know I think if you had offered Any Celtic fan that They would have ripped Your hand off for it At the break So they're not playing as well as what they were, and again, and the high of that probably being that first half in the old fun game. Yeah. 
that they've not quite reached that high, but they're still getting the job done. Yes, they came up against a decent team on Sunday at Hibs. At Easter Road, it's always a tough place to go. But then when they're buying an average of the goal 1-2-0 against St Mirren. So it's not all doom and gloom, you know, but when you when you put raise the bar at that level, you know, everybody just wants to be, they want to see that performance. They want to see that energy. They want to see the, the team scoring goals. But we forget that there is an opposition as well who are trying, <laughs> to, stop credit. I think who are Michael, trying to stop you. Michael, though, um, brings up the point that a lot of Celtic supporters uh, are concerned about that for some reason Celtic hate Livy. Livingston are now in their fourth season back in the top flight, and Celtic have not won there in any of those four yeah. seasons. And even in recent times, they've come to Celtic Park on, on one or two occasions and done okay. I know there was a heavy defeat in there as well, but, but Celtic haven't won it. A league game there In many 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 years It is incredible isn't it Yeah I mean We know It's that horrible pitch Uh, But The the game's a sellout now Livy Confirmed that this afternoon Which will mean 75% Celtic fans Somewhere in that More I'd have thought Maybe 90% Similar to Previous visits Which Celtic haven't enjoyed anyway Without doubt Uh, For some reason They can't handle it Uh, And This is where Ange Postacoglu and the players have to come to the fore because uh, I, I'm not saying that budgets determine who should beat who, but Celtic have great quality. And, you know, Livy have performed wonders to get to fourth place in the league as we stand here tonight. Uh, but the Celtic supporters, I think the majority, subconsciously, are not looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, I think you would probably be right We'll find out between now and 8 o'clock Ange Postacoglu is manager of the month He says it's great recognition of the work his staff are doing He says they deserve it for the efforts they put in I'm in pains to say I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the front man and, But you know, there's a lot of people who uh, uh, Particularly, obviously I'm talking about the staff Who, who put in a lot of work to, to yeah, get the players ready And, and for the players and, and the team to hit such uh, consistent form uh, And get recognition uh, yeah, a lot of people um, do have a lot of work uh, on and off the field to, to get them to that level. So, you know, great recognition of the staff. And, you know, it's, um, you know, really pleased for all of them that, um, you know, that, uh, you know, we're, we're getting these awards because, um, you yeah, know, for them, that's that's kind of the, you know, the kickback for, for, for the effort they put in. Um, you know, I have to bear the burden of fronting up to these things, but I share the awards with everyone else. So, um, so there we go. Let's bring in Dominic We'll thank Michael for his time tonight Dominic's also a Celtic fan Nine games to go Dominic It's getting close Hi panel Thanks for having us Pleasure What's on your mind? Just a quick point there With nine games to go As you said there Gordon um, It was just a point about, I think Celtic have got goals Coming from all over the park I mean right across the midfield Fijota Abada Rogic McGregor all chipped in Hatate, Turnbull when he's fit O'Reilly even And even Ralston's chipped in And that's before I even get to Jack and Marcus. I think we've got a wide range of goals All over the park And I think Rangers are lacking that I think they're relying a lot less Of amount of players To chip in with their goals And I think that's only I think that'll prove Fiddle To come the end of the season And I think that gives us a better chance Of grinding out results What do you um, make of that Kenny? I did wonder the other night When I saw the goal scorers And the way that the game pans out So St Mirren are making life very difficult for you and you can't guarantee that, that Jota's going to fire or a badder. So Carter Vickers pops up. Celtic make use of a set piece, which they don't do often enough in the eyes of some fans. Callum McGregor as well. That is important, isn't it? You need that 
spread. You need it throughout your whole team. You need your your centre backs. You need to pop up with three, four, five goals a season for corners, for free kicks. They come up every time for it. Uh, There's a reason to do it. Again, there's so much emphasis these days put on set plays. So there's a lot of analysis done on where you can actually exploit weakness or space. And if you attack it right with the right delivery, you'll get chances. So that midfield, again, I would still say, I think guys like Joe Rebo and Scott Arfield and Hadji when he's been fit. Sakala again has been roof again we've talked about they've been kind of not bit part players but definitely supporting acts that they do chip in with a lot of goals as well so but still listen both teams have got real threats you know they've got really really good players in the attacking in the attacking areas and, and they all do chip in with goals I think this season particularly you've seen a lot of that for Celtic maybe based on the fact that Kyogo has been injured there has been injured so other guys have came in a badder you know he's scored so many goals important goals as well uh, and, and when the time's right Roberts mm. ch- chips in O'Reilly's again he's had one I think it's one he had but you've got really good attacking players on both teams so it's no surprise to see those types of players chipping in the goals I mean to be fair Hugh if you go through individually there might be glaring examples one way or the other so Abada's goal return has been really good and I've seen Rangers fans point out that as, as brilliant as Ryan Kent's play can be the, the goal mm. return doesn't quite match but the league table is staring me in the face producer Callum's very kindly pinned it up on the wall Celtic have scored three more than, than Rangers this season so in the league it's it's not a huge amount, obviously. So whatever the the breakdown or the spread is, it's yeah. it's pretty similar. I think Dominic makes a fair point that the, there are goals in Abada and Jota and you know, Carter Vickers chipped in midweek. The loss of Kyogo has been a sorry blow for Celtic. You know, the the, the fans would dearly love to see him back. Uh, and in Dyson and Giacomakis, you're really looking for them to come to the fore now. Giacomakis has been out though hasn't he He was doing fairly well was he not before that Yeah well we had the hat-trick obviously uh, In the game against Dundee uh, And is expected to be back on Sunday uh, It's just a fascinating point That Celtic can't beat Livingston Yeah, And in four seasons Have not recorded a victory at the Tony Macaroni I'm not going to say it But it's past a joke Oh no not he did twice. say it. He did say it then. <laughs> twice. Uh, Dominic, what else is on your mind? Is it Livy? Do you have another point to make for the guys? Well, just going, not really, but just going what you said there. They're due a scalping, so hopefully this is the time. Is that a technical term, Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see. I wonder if I, the Australians use that word, Kenny. You've been out there? Nah, I don't, I've never heard that. I wonder if that would be Ange Postacoglu's no. team talk. Listen, I mate, they're, they're due a scalping. I, I, I think David Martindale would use it. Yeah, of course. I think four years is a long time to mm. wait. This is the fourth season, if you like. So it's not it's not four full seasons yet. And as, as Dominic... Honestly, some of the seasons has been one game as well, not yeah, the yeah, two yeah. games based on top six. Listen, you've got to make the stats sound a bit of more course, dramatic. Listen, no, it is, because again, <laughs> Rangers and Celtic should go anywhere and win. Sure. With respect no. to Dominic, it, it, it's not about wishful thinking. And they are due this, that or the other. Uh... One time, one time, Celtic have got to go to Livingston and look like Celtic. Uh, thank you, Dominic. 01419511025. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Well, well, well. Did you hear last night's Beat oh, the Pundit? Did I ever? Golden yes. DL. Move Japan. Ange Postacoglu. Which country Which is the only European country Apart from Scotland That he's managed in European country He said Japan And you can imagine How it went down <laughs> Everyone is in Hysterics And then it Sort of threw him off And he got to the tiebreaker And he lost there anyway 
It was a disaster We'll need to get the video Put on social media At some point We'll do that I'm sure uh, And if you think I'm going to get through Four hours tomorrow Without playing the clip back For him You're sorely mistaken There will be no such Errors in here tonight Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller Have assured me And if you want to take part It's 0141 951 1025 And the lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens are here It's 0141-951-1025 If you want to join them You've still got an hour to get your thoughts across So please do join us in the first part of the show We heard from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Talking Sydney and substitutions Ange Postacoglu talking manager of the month Plenty more to come from them in the second part of the show and we are waiting on you So get in touch right now And we'll speak to you after this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay Beat the Pundit time All you have to do To better last night Is not mistake Japan For being in Europe That's it That's it's all you need to do To be fair it's the biggest managerial move that, that he's ever done He moved Asia into <laughs> Europe He certainly did uh, Tonight's contestant is Arthur In Queensferry How's it going Arthur? Hello you pal Thanks very much for having me on My pleasure Hibs fan Arthur What are you making of your team at the moment? Cosy cosa Just now um, You never know which way it's going to go To be honest but, <laughs> That's sometimes the best way But then You like a bit of predictability Home to St Johnston tomorrow Hugh For oh, the yeah. Highbies I feel for uh, Sean Maloney in so far as it, you know, having having lost Martin Boyle uh, which has made a huge difference he then loses Kevin Nisbet for the, the remainder of the season so he's had absolutely no luck uh, Sean Maloney You want to get a reunion with former Hibs striker Kenny Miller I can kind of say that no matter who phones in Arthur because he's played for everyone <laughs> uh, I, would, I would love to Gordon honestly um, Kenny was the first striker that I've seen come through at Hibs when I started going to matches Back in um, 1984 that's, that's <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was there at Dundee that night You scored that overhead kick Oh what a game huh? What a game 4-3 What a win Is that early on? That that early was, on in the career? That was my first Premier League goal Was yeah. it? Yeah 4-3 oh. came on I think Frank Soddy had a goal Had a couple maybe Dirk Dirk Lehman And myself popped up with a winner Wow I, I think I, I'm now having a sort of Personal moment You, you, you must have Perfectly spanned my sort of Grown up football career uh, watching obviously Because I feel like I feel like in my head How did you play with Dirk Lehman and Frank Saucy <laughs> Do you know what I mean uh, But anyway Right We'll play Beat the Pundit Forget about me questioning my own age here uh, Heads it will be Hugh Keevans Tails It will be Kenny Miller Let's see what we've got In his heads It's Hugh Keevans <sighs> Don't move Japan Whatever you do uh, uh, Arthur I'm sorry He can't get the reunion with Kenny Maybe next time uh, We are going to give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to so that he can't hear your answers 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know, okay? Yeah, sure That's no problem Nice one 30 seconds then starts now Elhad's Juf was on loan at Rangers From which English club? Liverpool Who scored Celtic's first league hat-trick of the season In early August? Um, Japanese boy passed Name any scorer in the Scottish Premiership this season With a double-barreled surname Carla Vickers how many current top flight clubs in Scotland has David Templeton played for? Which SPFL club did Scott Arfield start his career with? Falkirk. Name the only team Scott McTominay has scored against for Scotland. Austria. Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevens back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. 
30 seconds Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Ah oh, okay Let's go Oh if I can find the clock There we go <laughs> Elhad's Juf was on loan at Rangers From which English side? Liverpool Who scored Celtic's first league hat-trick of the season In early August? Um, Kyogo Name any scorer in the Scottish Premiership this season With a double-barrelled surname Charles Cook How many current top flight clubs in Scotland Has David Templeton played for? Three Which SPFL club did Scott Arfield start his career with? Falkirk Name the only team Scott McTominay has scored against for Scotland Pass Okay, what do you think Arthur? What's the verdict? I don't know I, I, I'm probably thinking Austria with maybe Israel um, I can't remember mm. when you put in a spot like this yeah, Let's find out Elhad Juf, you both said Liverpool, Kenny Blackburn It was Blackburn, so mm. nil-nil you, you knew it Arthur You said he's Japanese You just couldn't remember his name Kyogo uh, Was the first league hat-trick For Celtic early August So Hugo's one in front You had a, a choice of Charles Cook Carter Vickers Doyle Hayes Mackay Stephen There are a few um, But you both got it So it's 2-1 to Hugh However David Templeton Top flight clubs Hearts Rangers He's played for Aki's But they're not a current top flight club So it's an equaliser for Arthur mm. You both knew Scott Arfield Started at Falkirk and none of you knew, well, Arthur did, but just a bit too late, uh, that Scott McTominay scored against Israel and what a goal yeah. it was. Well, yeah, I, know, I say I what a goal, what an occasion. Um, yeah, I don't know what part of his minute. body it hit. And... Free to Hamden as well, don't let me bring that up to Kenny Muller. Oh, there we go. Oh, well. Just sticking, sticking the knife in now <laughs> You were pals five minutes ago What's happening? Yeah. He's, he's talking me through my goal My first goal as well Now he's just absolutely nailed it Cup yeah. final you were, defeat you were, you were on the pitch Kenny The last time uh, Martin had scored In the last minute At 3-2 as well So I can't remember what game That would have been <laughs> We'll leave it there Right anyway uh, Let's Find out what the tiebreaker has in store It was a draw wasn't it? Yeah I think it was It was 3 all. So let's go to the tiebreaker Well I like this one Because I don't think there's much Room for error here Right so I'm going to read the question Arthur I'll get Hugh to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Okay? Yeah no problem How many football clubs has Kyle Lafferty played for? Very simple Quick Hugh How many Eight. football clubs has Kyle Lafferty played for? Hugh goes seven Arthur what's your guess? Eight it's 14, Arthur The sign ball oh. is on its way to Queensbury And your best pal slash worst enemy Kenny Miller got it on the nose Was that a guess or did you know? I knew Did you? Something it came Is up that more than you though? Aye, just Is aye. it? What have yeah. you played? But I think because I've had spells Loan spells aye, and, and different I think I'm about 11 I think it was 11 or 12 but 14 If he's played for more than you That is aye. good going yeah. Arthur, well done We will well send done, the sign ball over Thanks very much you And have a nice night And, and thank you I liked Arthur He was very polite there Good, yeah. good contestant And won the sign ball 14 to clubs He's got a short attention span Or something 14 That's quite something Honestly if it's more than him That's That is saying something You, I mean for, I had one in earlier Thing, You know Questions that come up APTRM says I lived in Vancouver For five years Season ticket holder at Ibrooks for 30 Plenty fans over here Did Kenny enjoy his time With Vancouver Whitecaps And did he meet many Old firm fans in Canada Loved it What yeah. a place yeah. it, Amazing city Yep some place, good fans, yeah, good people. You ever been here? Uh, been you know, you're to uh, travelled Toronto. Um, so no, his answer. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've not, not been to Vancouver, but uh, Toronto closer than Clyde Bank, to be fair. Wonderful. For, for yeah, Toronto was a great city. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in Stefan, who's a Rangers fan in Cardonald. What's on your mind tonight, Stefan? Hi. Good evening. Hi, uh, Kenny. Uh, Good evening to you especially, obviously, being a good Rangers Just man. And uh, 
thank you very much for your contribution to Rangers because it really means a lot to a lot of Rangers fans. And we are where we are today for men like you, so brilliant. Nice to speak to you. And you, uh, and Hugh, you're all right as well. <laughs> <laughs> you're all right. He's a great journalist. He is. He's a great journalist, and I enjoy listening to you. I've been listening to Radio Clive for a long time. So the point I want to make is, is uh, the whole discourse about Rangers and you know no performing well and Celtic uh, as well. They're three points ahead of us, but I think there is you're quite right in regards to the two of them are flawed teams right now, and that's the honest truth of the matter. We're dropping points. Don't get me wrong, Celtic have just recently dropped points, but I, I don't believe the performances have been as uh, slick as they have been. And for me, uh, what Giovanni Vermoulkos is doing with regards to playing uh, players consistently, I think he's sending a message to the squad. In order to even get on the pitch to replace the guys that are on the pitch, I need to see top optimum performance. So in other words, I think he's recognising that the real pivotal games going forward will be the old firm games and come old firm game at Ibrox everybody in the squad will be champing at the bit to go on the pitch to showcase to the manager the, the people uh, to take the club forward and for me as a Rangers fan I think it's quite clever management I think he showed very shrewd management in Europe so I don't believe there's a big transition between Europe to the SPFL obviously it's pressure but I like the way that he's quite cool calculated and focused and confident his ability as a manager and I have one other point which is about what Billy said earlier uh, maybe not articulated it the same way I want Let's to just, let, let, I'll get you back in for that for sure just on, on that first point though Stefan I wonder if the last couple of weeks for Rangers talking about you know Motherwell and I mean Ross County before that and so on and then even in the last seven days for Celtic with, with Hibs so much focus on the meetings between the sides but you know is there not still room for other twists and turns as well? Oh, that's what I'm saying. The, the two of them are flawed teams, but there will be twists and turns. But I actually believe now, like you was indicating earlier, we're getting to the point of no return. There's nine games to go. There's two old firm matches. And I, uh, as much as Rangers have uh, dropped points, I believe that Rangers have got a very good squad. So I, I don't believe it's a gimme that we have lost the league and that we're in the decrease. I know Celtic are three points above. Uh, above us but I generally believe that what you've got today is create the mentality for the champions that you've got to create an environment for champions to come to the fore and uh, Van Broncos is doing it his way Portacoglu is doing it his way and we'll see what happens when the football is played when two offensive teams when two highly offensive teams go toe to toe because I don't believe that that was a good represented, uh, representation of Rangers uh, when we played them at Parkhead Kenny Yeah a couple of things For me uh, I actually think Rangers played really really well Against Dundee United and Motherwell And there's no doubt That they probably should have won both games uh, And on that I just hope that also That the lessons are learned From the old firm game And whether it's tactical Whether it's personnel Whatever I think there's a lot of lessons That could have been learned From that game To make sure that the game Comes in three weeks And then the game after that That the same mistakes Will not be made And like you say You see two teams Who are really really good teams With some really good players Absolutely going at it I think the old firm games Will cancel themselves out Already Rangers have won at Ibrook Celtic have won at Celtic Park Wouldn't take a vivid imagination To imagine that Rangers Will win again at Ibrook And Celtic win again at Celtic Park It's what What concerns the Rangers fans Is that 3-3 Three three at Ross County, go uh, Dundee United, uh, Motherwell. Uh, they've got to get those games right. I think you can overemphasize the importance of the old firm game. They, they, they could end up 
Two wins apiece uh, And at the moment Strangely Midweek uh, you know, To score early on as Rangers did And I do appreciate the pitch at McDermott Park Was awful But to score as early as they did And for that to be the only goal of the game uh, Means that it was a long old night hmm. For the Rangers fans And Celtic I mean I, you know, I could hear the crowd at Celtic Park The rumblings were growing uh, And you could sense the relief when uh, Carton Vickers scored the goal I mean an explosion of relief at Celtic Park And that's what they're going through Tension is rising And you know who blinks first? Second against tenth at Ibrox Stefan doesn't sound like a hugely problematic fixture for Rangers But the Aberdeen tend to cause more problems than than that league table would suggest when they come up against Rangers in recent times? I think Kenny would answer that for you and he's played in these games. You know what I mean? The fact of the matter is Rangers and Aberdeen is always a highly contested match. My personal belief is that Aberdeen v Celtic should always be a contested match but the evidence doesn't project it. That's the honest truth of the matter. It's been pretty close games this season. Celtic have had to you know, score late and only won by the odd goal a few times this season. Can I put the point that I was wanting to put because sometimes I'm on and I want to put these points but I think it's an important point about what Billy was saying about the close window I, I would agree when the transfer window uh, sorry the, we had the break early when it shut early it was actually quite good you know for fans getting back in yep. but two of, the, two of the situations can't be wrong you know uh, the fact of the matter is Rangers were riding high at the top of the league Celtic the players, the pivotal players in the old firm game at Parkhead, Atati wouldn't have been eligible. You wouldn't have had the boy for MK Dons and you wouldn't have had uh, Maida, who, uh, because obviously the old firm game was played up four or five weeks after we started yep. back. So the point is, the reality is that Celtic did benefit. Not that they wanted to, or I'm not suggesting they did, I don't know if they did. Not that the SPFL were organising that, I'm not suggesting that. The reality is, and the factual evidence is, that Celtic benefited and Rangers didn't. Yeah, but but uh, is it not worth bearing in mind, Stefan, that Rangers could have? You know, we can't overlook that. Ahmad Diallo was on the pitch a couple of weeks ago before he arrived to much fanfare. Aaron Ramsey was signed, wasn't deemed fit enough to play. If Ahmad Diallo had scored a hat trick and Aaron Ramsey had chipped in with another two and Rangers had won 5 0, then Rangers would have benefited as well. You know, the opportunity was there, it just panned out a different way. No, but I'm talking about the old firm match. And what, what? I'm talking about the old firm match. Yeah, I'm talking about it as well. What I'm saying is, the fact is, you know, I had this belief, I had this feeling, and I know a lot of Rangers fans had the feeling that see the see that old firm match. Yeah. The, the, the people who should have been playing that were the ones that were registered playing it for the, for the old firm derby. But that's what I'm saying. You let's let's be let's be honest with each other, Stefan. It's important. If Ahmad Diallo had scored a hat trick that night and Rangers had won, you would not be making this point. Let's be honest. No, no, no. I, I had that feeling in my mind. You know, it's one of these things, right? Let's like see for Rangers coming for 2012 to where we are right now, and Kenny knows that because he was part of that journey. Rangers fans feel like we've had to jump through hoops to even be accepted as champions. You're going to keep ignoring the Ahmed Diallo point, though. But the Ahmed Diallo point... If he scored a hat-trick that night, you would not be making this point right now. I would be making the point. I would no, you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. Stefan, can I take you back to the fact that this was a, a vote? And but, ten... No, it wasn't. Not... not Strictly that's not true The SPFL board made I can't believe we're having this discussion again anyway But the SPFL board made the decision um, And 10 clubs wanted it though That was that would be the sort of indicative yeah. feeling put across But the, 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 the undercurrent here Stefan is continuing 
from where Billy left off. The what we've been asked to believe here is that the legislature are working against Rangers and trying to prevent Rangers from progressing as they might. Which is great because I get loads of tweets every night telling me it's the other way around. So yeah. it's good to see that. Um, so I, I think both both, are... both sets of supporters. Really and truly They have to bin all this they, they, You're making yourself look daft 01419511025 Frank's a Celtic fan And a full time teaser coming up next And I've even got a bit of a VAR update from this week We'll look at that next as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard A nice topical full-time teaser for Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller tonight I must say, not easy though Not easy at all But it is topical I think Kenny Miller's got a wee, maybe a bit of a vested interest uh, Here, you're an Australia correspondent from now on, right? Um, so this one's Crocodile Dundee uh, Who sent it? Mark O'Brien, I think was the name Forgive me if I've got that wrong I'll double check So thank you for sending in full time at Clyde1.com Can you name nine Australian internationals With ten or more caps though Who've played in the Scottish Premiership So that's since 2013-14 Onwards, that's when the Premiership rebranded, uh-huh. didn't it? So, nine Australian internationals, ten or more caps, and they've played in the Scottish Premiership. Scott, Name them. Scott McDonald. Scott McDonald, yes, 26 caps. Kenny? Rogic. Tom Rogic, 53 caps, yes. Um, Some crackers on this list, by the way. Oh. Very tough. Wendon Dykes. What am I talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. That was your Japan moment. That is a that's a Japan moment. moment. (laughs) (laughs) He is Australian. Just plays for Scotland. That's right. So he's not an Australian international. No, not at all. Okay. Any more? Some of these are tough, honestly. All right. What about the other way around then? Don't mind giving you a wee clue. What did you just say about Lyndon Dykes? Right, so you're looking for a an Australian who plays for Scotland. Yeah, but looking for a Scott who's Oh, Martin Boyle Martin Boyle, 14 caps Okay, we'll leave it there Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to send your questions in Please do We'd love to have them That was Mark Who sent that one in tonight So thank you for getting in touch Frank is a Celtic fan What's the deal with Livy, Frank? Why do Celtic have such problems there? Um, if you don't mind, God Evening, Kenny, Hugh um, I'll come to that in a minute But I can't ignore um, The deluded Stefan and uh, Billy, I mean, Bell of me as a Celtic fan, he came on the show and not mention how deluded they are with this nonsense that the SPL were the reason Rangers lost the old firm game after the break. And it wasn't morally the right decision to do. It was right for football fans and society to play that game after a break during a circuit breaker as such. So get over it. You had 11 players in the patch. As you rightly say, Gordon, well done for chinning Stefan. I'm sure I was listening to every Rangers fan and pundit under the sun saying um, Aaron Ramsey's a great signing since Paul Gascoigne, Diallo, a £38 million wonder signing from Man U. Yes, Ramsey wasn't fit. And Rangers need to look at that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not... The question is, and maybe it's food for thought, nobody's mentioned it, why is Aaron Ramsey having to pay for his own physio? If Rangers physio is not good enough to get Aaron Ramsey fit. But anyway... I just wanted to throw that in there Celtic won the match Because we were the better team on the night And we came out And we hammered them And we've had a nine point swing So if I was um, Anybody at Rangers 
I start looking at your own house rather than the SPFL. But anyway, I'll get to my main point. Um, Livy, Celtic haven't won there for a long time and we've struggled to score against them. Um, they're a big team. I think Martindale's done a great job. Um, on Sunday, I was saying to Ross, your producer, what I do is give me Hatati a rest. I think the guy's been brilliant. But he looked knackered the other night. And a uh, big beat on, I'd bring him back. They're a big physical team. I think if Double G's back up front, you've got beat on back in the team. I think that gives Celtic a bit of a physical presence against Libby. And we've always struggled against that. So every game's tough. And I, I disagree with you as well. I'm not disagreeing with everybody tonight. But Celtic were only bang average all night. Kenny got it back spot on. You get into every game, and every game's massive. The first half we were, I'll give you that, bang average. But Celtic, 16 attempts in goal, 77% possession. We won 2-0 against a very dogged team. And the second half performance wasn't a bang average. And if that's the stats of a bang average team, I'll take it every day of the week because it's all about three points. Just want to put that to the panel. Yeah, I think what's really fascinating, as Frank says, Kenny, we... It's easy to get obsessed with It's the Tony Macaroni And it's the pitch And and Celtic don't like it But in the three and a half seasons That Livingston have been back They've also drawn at Celtic Park three times It's not not just at Livy That's where it's more extreme Because it's it's, it's a winless venue there for Celtic And at home, yes, Celtic have had their moments There was a 6-0 last season And a 4-0 the season before But still let's, Livy have gone to Celtic Park Three times In the last three and a half seasons And And drawn matches It's a great effort Because They've got a way of playing That they understand That they work hard for To uh, to limit Celtic Whether it be Obviously At the Tony Macaroni The pitch is a huge Huge uh, It's in their favour In that respect it's, it's not quick You can't pass the ball quickly on it it's, It slows the tempo up Obviously Celtic Want to play at a high tempo They want to get the ball, Their attacking players And attack quickly well, the pitch slows that up. So, but like you say, when you come to when you come to Parkhead and you get a nil nil, you get a one one. They they've got a way of playing that Celtic sometimes struggle to break down, and that's why with the, it will be a tough venue. It will be a tough fixture mm. for them at the weekend. To be fair, Hugh, I'm not sure you can even say you know that, that Celtic as a whole are are sort of scarred by it because this has spanned. Three yeah. managers at least and, and a whole host of players Yes, Callum McGregor for instance Has beat on maybe You know, been there across that But it's, it's not a new thing No, not at all uh, You know, Frank is saying basically That I'm half right Because he said that Celtic were bang average in the first half So they were average in the first half and That's and closer to being right than you yeah, usually are In the yeah, minds exactly. of some people So they were average in the first half And bang in the second <laughs> uh, Now I would not leave out Hatati because I believe that uh, while he has not looked great in the last couple of games, uh, I think they'll get a chance of getting more out of him for the general good of the team than you will out of Beaton. So I would leave Hatati where he is. Uh, Giacomacus will have to play on Sunday uh, to see if he can be the focal point that Dyson is not. Uh, and I'd be careful about wholesale changes because you're then giving the impression that you just can't think of the right thing to do against Livy. Social media can be an unforgiving place, Frank. Is Dyson Maeda getting unfair or justified criticism? Um, for me, very unjustified. I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm in danger of falling into Hugh's trap here. 
We haven't been to the high heights we were when we came back after the break, um, rather than being back average. So I do think Jota and Abada haven't been as influential as what they were in that sort of Rangers game, Aberdeen, etc. And the free flowing football has been missing to a degree, but the whole lad runs his heart into the ground. I think his overhead kick attempt all night was good. I do think once the goals come, um, it'll, it, yeah, I, I like him. I like him. Uh, I think he's been a bit isolated, probably because um, the the flow and the tempo at times hasn't been as much. And I don't think he's had many clear cut chances. I, he's one. It's far too early. And social yeah. media, you get it all the time. People make up a decision after five games. That guy's rubbish. He scored. I think he scored four goals in nine games. Um, yeah, I, I, just be patient. Give the guy a chance, and um, it will come. Kenny, how how should Celtic approach this? Because you always hear the t- these types of phrases getting banded about. You know, you, you need to you need to kind of win the battle and don't let Livy out out fight you. Whatever, which I get. But if you are Celtic, you know, or Rangers for that matter, and should you not be able to to do what you do and dictate? Because if you try and fight Livy, are you going to win? Are you are you going to beat them at what their speciality speciality is? Well, I would say definitely. They Celtic will go and try and play the way Celtic play. They will find it tougher based on the pitch. You know that's it. But there's no way they're going to go and like you say when you've got a team that's built to battle and, and they want to fight and they want to work and you're about to play football in fact again you need to you need to take the battle out of it by playing football that's so what, ultimately what, it what, can Celtic tweak things what what do they need to do to make this a more successful what? visit than previous they need to score they need to score more goals than Livingston they need to create more chances they need to find a way a better way whether it be home or away to break that Livingston backline down and that will be doing by what they do you know you see the games where you've alluded to the six and the four in those games they've, they've created they've got their nose in front and they've scored their chances what Livingston will do, that they'll not give a lot away on Sunday. That is that's the way they play, particularly and and they've got a they've got a blueprint of how to be successful against Celtic home or away, but definitely at home where you say it's obviously a winless run at the Tony Macaroni for Celtic. It'll be good to hear from our old pal Martin Marvin Bartley uh, on the show at some point soon, depending how this result goes. Uh, I think he's on on Wednesday night, so we'll see what he's got to say for himself. Thank you to Frank, 01419511025. Let's play something from just a little bit earlier in the week. It just so happens that it came in a a very busy couple of days with games and and reaction to games, but I know that everyone's interested one way or another in VAR, either because they can't wait for it or they hope it it comes nowhere near the game. Um, And the Scottish FA had some of the media along on, on Wednesday to show everyone how it'll work and what it'll look like and some of the, the stumbling blocks that are still in place and whatever else. Uh, so let's hear from some of them. We don't get to hear from officials very often either. John Beaton hopes the introduction of VAR can shift more people's focus from referees onto the actual football and he thinks it's a necessity rather than a luxury. Having that just adds credibility to the game. If we have something that's been used across European competitions, particularly for UEFA uh, matches, uh, then we need it. Uh, it's, it really is a necessity. It's not about whether we have it or whether we know it. It's, it's not a luxury. It's something that's part of football now and we really need it in our country. And it's just human nature. Uh, if you make a mistake, uh, you analyse it and you, you wonder where it's went wrong and uh, inevitably you'll make another. Uh, and, and sometimes it can snowball like that. So to come off a match and know that at least the, 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 even if you do make a mistake, it has been corrected uh, and it's not affected the outcome of the match. And that's critical. We don't want to be the talking point 
point uh, on radio shows we don't want to be uh, the, the analysis and TV packages we want people to be talking about the game and hopefully with the introduction of VAR it maybe takes away a wee bit of the focus on referee decisions It's interesting just to get a bit of clarity as well Hugh because there's always you know, so much speculation about when it'll come and, and if it'll come so that they can update from the referees side of things they say they'll be ready whenever the clubs dig deep and pay it and, and implement it The referees will be ready They believe they're a little bit ahead Of where they thought they would be And they would be ready round about Give or take the World Cup time Which is in November mm-hmm. Now I think we could do a five hour phone in As to whether it's a good idea To introduce it mid-season right? So we'll cross, we'll cross that bridge At another point um, But FIFA have been visiting They're happy with the progress so far They're going to return twice this month uh, To see how the Scottish FA are getting on They've been working on this for a while And like I say They feel they're ready It's it's over to the clubs Where's I, the money And when do you want it? Yeah I take John Beaton's point VAR is not a luxury It is a necessity And I also know And Kenny knows And everybody knows That when it comes in uh, the, the old rows will still go on Because Celtic and Rangers supporters Refuse to accept any decision uh, but we have to rise above that It has to come in So that the referees get assistance So that the game is brought up to par With the rest of the world And we have to ignore The white noise Coming from supporters Who simply will not accept any decision Because it doesn't suit their team uh, The clubs now have to consider Their part in all of this Because our rough understanding is that they were told it was £120,000 per club per season and they have now asked the SFA to go away and see if they can trim the cost. But we can't go on like this. We'll become a backwater. We need it. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. <clears throat> Agree that it needs to come in. But we'll have to accept that what John Beaton said there is that a mistake's not always going to get corrected. Like that's that that's it. You still we're still going to have the debates. Like you says, was it was it not a foul again? Just go back last week to the to the Alfredo Morelos yep. goal and and uh, well, bear in mind, a mistake is an opinion anyway on most things. Offside probably not. But John's saying it'll get corrected. Well, mm. it doesn't get corrected all the time. Uh, I mean, it was. I mean, that was actually not given, and then was oh, actually yeah, yeah. was given. You know, for I don't think there's many even on the show that would. Disagree with mm. that decision Sorry Disagree with the fact That that goal should have stood, stood yeah. And it should have been overturned So we're still going to be Dealing with, that, yep. with, the, with the situation So yes And yeah We need that There is definitely Positives to it But we're still going to be Dealing with Interpretation mm. of laws Interpretation of situations And ultimately opinion the, the language around it It has caused a lot of Sort of debate Down south we, You know We've watched on And seen other leagues Roll this out The Scottish FA Are, are quite keen to point out As well Despite what some people Would say We're not Aiming for this You know Cheap knockoff version Of VR They say It's it's the real deal It's the good stuff If you like um, But again It should be the, the question to get in our head As as fans before And this will never work By the way What, what you've got to try and Get yourself in the right place To think you Not Was that decision correct That's not what it's being asked It's not being asked Was that decision correct It's been asked Was it obviously wrong Oh and we'll never be able to catch on to that because you don't. Uh, maybe some people, I accept some people might say that's semantics anyway, and you're splitting hairs, but it's not about saying, oh, he's, he's got that one wrong. It's about trying to get those ones that are 
obvious Clear and obvious That's the phrase that's been yeah. Frying v- everyone's head with v- it In the last couple of years VAR will not cure all ills As it has not cured all ills On the other side of the border We see Huge mistakes in, in the football. handball At the weekend Yeah, yeah of course <laughs> Yeah And now Everton have got an apology Well Everton can very well go down On the strength of that game And the Refusal to award what was a perfectly straightforward penalty So VAR will not cure all ills Which is good though Because but, we still want debate don't we Yeah but it will Increase the percentage When it comes to mm. Getting things right It will not get 100% right But it will increase the percentage Of correct decisions And We have to have it We shouldn't have it mid-season A season begins with all legislation in place You don't yeah. introduce new legislation Midway through a season It has to start A season mm. And well, also if that's the case then We can forget about it for a while It's going to be the well, season after next So be it then But also We have to bring it in And If fans complain Even after the introduction of VAR Fans mm. will complain about anything Here's one that really surprised me This is just a wee stat that you can take away And Disbelieve is probably I, I did as well um, As part of the sort of presentation They mentioned that On average Globally Since VAR has been rolled out There is only An average of One VAR intervention Every three games That absolutely Astonished me Now That's not to say They're not looking at things All the time and whatever But I assume that means You know The kind of big Coming in and overturning A, a decision one intervention every three games I could not believe that oh. You know you've got this impression Because people say Oh it breaks up the game Very I disruptive I put that to the test this weekend <laughs> Yeah Do a study Put that to, to a study yeah. uh, It's surprising that Very surprising Listen I'm just the messenger If you think yeah. that's rubbish Take it up with them That's, that's what they rubbish, told me You'll need, you need to calm down on the touchline Because they'll catch you No they'll catch No no we'll, we'll be Is that coming to the Holy Scottish football? Or just the top flight Oh I think it's the top flight for now There you go then I'm assuming you've won Have you served that You served that suspension already Just one back One game Where are you tomorrow We are at Away to Clyde Mm, There we go Not too far for you to travel 01419511025 Pick up the phone You've still got loads of time uh, To get your thoughts in Let me run this by you This could be important this weekend Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Now I know Aberdeen do well against Rangers And I know Celtic struggle at Livingston But you never know They both might find their shooting boots And every time they hit the back of the net We add at least £250 to our cash jackpot We're already sitting at 15750 That's just going to keep growing We've got nine league games left Scottish Cup still to go Rangers still in Europe So by the end of the season That'll be huge And one person will enter Who enters sorry Will win the lot Tax free Every single penny But you do need to be in it To win it as they say So text GOAL To 61025 G-O-A-L To 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May So that's GOAL To 61025 Good luck Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here And there's still time for you to get in touch 0141-951-1025 We were hearing from some of the officials uh, With regards VAR So if you've got thoughts on that You can get them in The teaser tonight Mark says Can you name nine Australian internationals 
10 or more caps Who've played in the Scottish Premiership So since 13-14 uh, Martin Boyle, Scott McDonald And Tom Rogic so far Crocodile Dundee's got some <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Jackson Irvine Yeah well done He's got 45 caps Played for Hibs and Ross County Big mate Ryan McGowan Ryan McGowan Where'd you play with him? Dundee ah, Of course Any more? Jamie McLaren You're flying by the way Hibs yep well done And I had Bazanich I don't think he's got enough caps I think he's below 10 Okay So no In short nope. You've left one out Croc Harry Souter That's the boy <sighs> Along the Martin Boyle line yep. Well done Harry Souter Yeah Brother John plays for Scotland of course Alright two to get You will Never get one of them <laughs> And you probably won't get the other But you might Scott is in Govan What's your point Scott? Uh, hi guys um, I was Actually I had heard you I thought that because I heard you Saying about the, How the old firm fans Will still Phone in About once for years And night Which I, I know that They won't But You Well Kenny stole my thunder Actually Kenny So you said that Obviously the Dortmund The referee got that Wrong Which he did Well he got it right yeah. Actually at first Because ah, he never gave yeah, it right. yeah. But um, so you stole my thunder, but <laughs> sorry, uh, no, sorry, Kenny, you're a legend. <laughs> but uh, Hugh, you can write you something else there about it'll no get introduced in uh, November. I think it should. It's a hundred percent. It's going to come in in November. I don't know why you're saying it can't come in. Is it, is it not just that scenario, Scott, where Rangers go to Celtic Park in? September time Celtic score a goal That should have been disallowed It should have been You and your fellow Rangers fans Are raging about it uh, But it, it counts It goes ahead And it, it boosts Celtic in the league By the time they then come to Ibrox You've got VAR And your team gets a goal Chopped off Correctly Because of VAR That's where the, that's where the arguments will come in Won't it? That's always going to happen But isn't it? whenever it comes in It's going to come in And in my opinion no, but that w- that wouldn't happen if it came in at the start of a season. I'm talking about you know the fixtures that have already been played without it within a campaign. But it's an ideal an ideal time for it to come in. It's during the World Cup. That's four weeks. Bring it in. Get to be to be to no, be fair, you listen. Go on. Scott is not listening to the point. The point is that you will have half a season in mm. which there is no VAR. Therefore. When it comes in And decisions are taken Which influence The progress mm-hmm. of the league the, the Relegation question Places in Europe It comes in then And starts to take those decisions Which were not taken In the first half of the season Therefore you have If you like A judicial imbalance mm. To be fair no, I think Scott gets Does get that eventually Is it not The, the other argument would be though Look We're saying we need help and it's there, so why not use it? You know, worry about the the perceived injustices at another time. It's there, and we we say we need it, so why not use Listen, it? Uh, no, un- un- I'm not buying that. Scott seems to think that it's wrong of me to bring up the subject. I'm simply doing that. I'm simply discussing the, the subject mm-hmm. and all its different factors and the dimensions, problems that you think could but, arise. But if they want to bring it in November, fine. But I guarantee you, one day Scott will phone here because he disagrees. With a VAR decision That That is just a fact of life 
And he may very well bring up the point that that's not fair Because we were disallowed a goal in the first part of the season Because there was no VAR I mean, Kenny, I, I, I presented the argument there And I can understand that Look, if we're saying we need it and it's there Why not use it? Why cut off your nose to spite your face And go six months or whatever it would be without using it But tonight, if you're in any doubt This is the world that still arguing over why the winter break was moved and, and who it benefited and you know I, I wonder and if we'd ever get over it or do we just need to be bigger than that stuff well we, no we probably do but we ain't going to be that, that's just the long and short of it and it, I think because managers it, won't either won't they the and I first think it can be looked upon as well it's unfair also to certain decisions that w- will be made won't be made decisions that could have been made it's potentially unfair that those are going to be there Post World Cup And not pre-World Cup You know So I get it If it's there Absolutely Everybody believes It's going to help So so we get it in But it might be better served Waiting to the start of the season I should point out look, This is all very Sort of general At the moment I understand why fans That are calling Have latched onto that That one part of it The, the clubs haven't even Come up with the, the money yet The SPFL But just in theory The refs are saying They think they can be ready From their side of things By uh, sort of Novemberish time. Gordon's in Thornley Bank. What's your take on this, Gordon? Aye, well, I just I was just listening to uh, the panel talking. It was uh, Hugh in particular. What he was saying was uh, you can't bring something in halfway through a season uh, mm-hmm. because there's already been legislation. Am I right? And that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. I believe that the, at the start of a season, that all legislation should be in place, not implemented midway through. Right, okay, well just just with that, I would just want to make sure Now at the start of this season I'm sure that, uh, the league went back to only three substitutes But mm-hmm. since it's changed over to five Yep Now, right. oh, oh, no, no, before, before you jump into uh, that that's obviously something they've brought in Now, there hasn't been anywhere near as many cases of... Uh, coronavirus or whatever it is, COVID or whatever you want to call it For... Uh, they kind of have to implement these amount of substitutes. That is, why, that is why they did it, though, isn't it? Well, but it's well, well, that's what they say. But there was no evidence to say it was needed, and it's come in and uh, it's benefiting some teams who've uh, had injuries. Rangers and Celtic are two of the bigger teams in Scotland, and they've got a bigger squad, mm-hmm. so. It's probably benefiting Rangers and Celtic more And I'd probably say Celtic more than Rangers at the minute Because some of the injuries that Celtic have had So it's it's just to show you that it doesn't No, yeah, I, I, listen, I do, I do take that point I don't think Hugh's saying that it's impossible He's just, In his opinion Because the next question would be, Gordon Do you think that was right to do that? Because for instance, don't, don't forget Not every club wanted that For instance, Motherwell voted against that change for the subs Because of that reason They thought it was wrong to bring it in mid-season to be fair, I can't. Well, I think I think Motherwell are right in that. I don't think it should have been brought in mid-season. I think it should have been either made at the start of the season that you continue with the five that was uh, in. For, I think it was in for the full of last season, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But ju- just continue it the way it is. But why bring it in now? Because obviously Motherwell must have had some sort of uh, grievance with it coming in for whatever that was, but. I think it was just that I don't think it was anything sinister They felt that if you could only do that In you know, the first so many games Then that that's the way it should be For the rest of the season But you're right Gordon 
The logic is there If we've done it on that front Then who knows What VAR will look like Have to leave it there Gordon Give us a call back Please some point If you could Because it's a good point And we're just out of time uh, As you can hear Unfortunately Can you name The remaining two On your teaser Australian players Ten or more caps Played in the Scottish Premiership Gariccio No These are tough I'm toiling Really tough Uh, You're in the right Stay in the capital From the, the one that you played with when I play with mm. okay, now 80 caps as well This guy Most of the oh lot I think uh, uh, No I'm not Can experience Midfielder Wasn't he um... I played with him In the no, cap No 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 He didn't no, no. It's recently oh. hey, Okay nah, not... Mark Milligan I never played with him no, no, it was recently, I think yep. A couple of years ago Mark yep. Milligan yep, good And to be honest, we'll listen we'll, we'll write the last one off You were never getting it Adam Taggart there was Oh, no he was my next guest as nah, well absolutely no <laughs> chance Thank you, Kenny and Hugh Huge weekend uh, coming up We're here at 2 o'clock tomorrow So make sure you join us Hugh will be here Mark Wilson, Gordon DL Taking you through all the action on a Saturday And GBX Anthems up next